Shall we begin? Let's begin now. All right, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Frankly Francisco podcast. I am your host, Francisco. This week, I have a special guest. So this young lady that I'm speaking to, uh, her name is Amy Harris. Uh, I found her online. She is a healer, um, but she also is a shaman. So Amy, please introduce yourself to my audience. Uh, Let them know who you are and what you do. Hi, my name is Amy J. Harris. Yes, I am a healer, shaman. Um, Two different ways to say the same thing. I am also a three-time published author. My book, The Truthful Intuitive Guide to Everlasting, just sold out on Amazon, which is an amazing thing. Um, Very grateful to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. And I guess starting with the word shaman, something that is not entirely mainstream yet. So we understand healer, we might even understand Eastern healer. Shaman is basically, in my case, a medicine woman. I have been practicing Eastern, Eastern healing for about 11 years now, I started with intuitive life guidance at the sanctuary in Lansdale, Pennsylvania, which is basically a fancy way of saying life coach, because I'm a born psychic empath. So I channel what is going on inside of you Mm -hmm. and read it back to you when you're not able to be in touch with your own intuition. So I started to do that from there, it moved into me getting my double Reiki master in Tibetan and Usui Reiki in 2012, I believe. And I set up a treatment room in my home. And then in uh, also around the same time, went to the International School of Shiatsu in Doylestown, PA, where I was certified in acupressure for the massage table. And the reason why I chose that is because as an empath, we have to be very careful about touching people. Um, There is an energy transfer that happens with psychic empaths in particular. And so I didn't wanna do like standard type massage. I wanted people's clothes to be on, which is what attracted me to Shiatsu. And also um, just very mindful of the ease of energy transfers with people who heal with their hands. So that is why we, well, why I went there to study that particular modality. And so that is an introduction to who I am and what I do. So when you say healing, is it uh, you're healing the body and the mind as well? Or is it just you're mostly concentrating on the body? body, mind, spirit, and that is a great question. I would even say that I am healing emotions while I'm doing it. I am manipulating in a really great way uh, the person's mind, body, and channeling their spirit's needs Mm. while I have them on my table. So there is what I refer to as the language without words. And that is the language of emotions. 
And that is something that anyone who's listening to this podcast, who is an empath or even what's called in Western terminology, a highly sensitive person in HSP, they will know what I'm talking about. You can be in a room with somebody, even if you're not a practicing shaman or healer, and you can literally feel what is going on inside of them. And that is something that is received many different ways. People who are very closely guarded don't like it and will have an immediate reaction to you that is negative, not even knowing who you are, why you're there. You could be like an angel on earth, but they will not like that you're reading them. Um, They will sense it. So in their own way, they as well are sensitive. They may not be highly sensitive, but they are receiving the, in their own way, the fact that you are getting information from them empathically or emotionally. So when you do these sessions with people, how long do these sessions uh, typically last? Does it depend on the person? Does it depend on how bad they are? Does it depend on, you know, what their emotion or the roller coaster ride that they're on? Typically, how long does this, does a session last with you for them? So I book people for an hour, but that was very astute of you to ask this question because it can go anywhere from 40 minutes, I would say, to sometimes almost an hour and a half. I am doing this on a donation basis. So people receive what they need to receive regardless of what they're able to afford. Um, And it very much varies because when I'm healing you, you might fall asleep. You might go into a trance state. You might be completely awake and aware of what's going on at all times. And therefore I have to adjust in terms of my own energy how the healing is going, make sure that it's staying where it belongs and adjusting at all times as to the needs of the client. And so after I do my Reiki um, hand healings and my acupressure points on the body, I will, and sometimes during, I will ask the client to repeat a certain word. I will often ask them to look at the inside of their third eye to see if there are images there or colors or feelings that they're getting so that I can continue to communicate with the universe using the language without words. I'm giving them keywords to mm, sort of like tap into their own selves as it connects to who I call their guides. Many people use that terminology. There are other energies in the room with us. And so in that way, it, it very much does vary, as you said. So for me, growing up, I was a very angry kid. Uh, I still get bouts of, uh, of anger here and there. Uh, my dad passed when I was 11, so I had to grow up fairly quickly. Um, childhood wasn't, you know, typically what you would expect, you know, from a kid about 11, 12 years old. Um, but I've had issues, um, anger issues. I've gotten a lot better from what I used to be. So I understand what you mean that, you know, people have, you know, emotional damage. They have, you know, feeling damage. Um, 
And I had help for a little while, but then, you know, I, I tried to manage things on my own for, for quite a long time. And I've gotten a lot better because <laughs> the older you get, you have no choice because you have to, you know, you have to be able to function in society the way you need to be able to function and live. Um, but for some people, it's harder to keep that self stuff under control and be able to, to uh, manage it. So, I mean, what you're doing is I think you're giving people a path that they don't have to sit with the psychiatrist for, you know, an hour and paying $350 an hour, you know, just for them to, you know, express their emotions. So what made you focus in this direction to get into this, this type of uh, medicine of healing? Interesting question. I just for fun, before I knew I was psychic would do what a lot of people do, which is go see a psychic mm. and have a good time with family members or friends or at parties or whatever. And then one day a psychic said, you know, you're psychic. And I said, no. And he said, yes. And he said, I'm going to give you a crystal. And it was a sunstone, which is very uncommon. Actually, this particular crystal I have. It's on loan with somebody right now. Um, this psychic gave me the sunstone and said, I'm not taking payment for services today. I said, okay. He's like, uh, I need you to understand that that is what you are, that you're here to help people. And you're going to have to figure out um, not just who you are, but what you're here to do specifically. And so um, I think that was part of what motivated me to, yes, ask for payments because I do value what I do and, and it's important and all that, um, but, but to do it with a mindful and highly conscious mindset towards accessibility. Um, this person was very expensive and I had spent a lot of time and money saving up and I guess intuitively I knew that that was going to be like a really great session. I went by myself for a change. I was taking it very seriously. And I had also seen my dead uncle the week prior. So when I made the appointment, and that was the first apparition I've ever seen with my own eyes, I made the appointment. I let them know why I was going. I didn't let them know anything else. I just said, I saw my dead uncle. Am I going crazy? And they said, um, no, and you need to come see me. And here's how much it is. And I balked a little. They said, just come. And so that's how it panned out. So I learned for real that I, I am psychic and I didn't really understand it or know what to do with that information. So um, over time with a lot of self-reflection as you were just talking about regarding anger and such and getting really deeply into the practice of breath work and meditation, I came to understand the modalities that would be helpful for me and useful for me to use in order to differentiate myself. That was always important to me to do something different. So I was not a life coach, everyone's life coach. I was an intuitive life guide 11 years ago. I named it differently. I, um, I also, if I may, would like to share with you something I channeled while you were talking about anger issues, which is gonna be helpful for your listeners as well, not just you specifically. It's something that I coin the trigger point meditation. It's on my social networking. Just very briefly, if you would entertain this. That's fine. Yeah. What I suggest people do, and I'm gonna I'm gonna face the camera now, is take your right hand and you put it on your heart. 
you can't see my belly, so I'll go up a little. Right here on your Buddha belly, left hand, close your eyes. Again, looking at the inside of your third eye, take three breaths. Okay, so right away, you can, yeah, there's a complete change. I was very nervous coming into this podcast. I had some technical issues that I talked to you about. Mm -hmm. I'm sounding very different now. And that was the whole point was to show you how even three simple breaths can completely change your energy, can even change your voice. And it sort of puts you into a little bit, I would say, of a hypnotic state. So to do self-hypnosis, I think, is a useful tool. And regarding specifically anger, I as well deal with anger issues. And yes, I have done work in Western medicine and Western psychology on this because it goes back to childhood abuse. And what I have learned and what the universe tells me about it is that it is actually a very, very useful emotion. As long as you use it for the greater good. So if you take that anger, no matter how it gets triggered, and then you do your trigger point meditation, if you can remember this, or whatever you would do to sort of ground, get calm, stable, sometimes it's just a walk in nature or talking to somebody who supports you and makes you feel good. And then you can say things to yourself. And I, and I like self-talk a lot. Things like, I matter, I am worthy. Um, we, we do these things because what happened was, right, you're, you're born onto the planet. And in my universe, we call it, you came from an egg and sperm donor, but you came from the universe, God, or whatever word you want to use. They were your egg and sperm donor. That's all they were. So if you start to look at it that way and you think to yourself, okay, you came through them. But if they didn't do well by you, if they tried to take you and mold you into something other than you are, and that's called conditioning, and they made you forget who you are, but even worse, why you're here. Because when you're born onto the planet, your little soul knows everything it needs to know. Your spirit is aware of itself and, and why it came to, to be where it is. And whether it's on a conscious level or subconscious or unconscious, it is aware. And so what society does, whether it's your family or school or, or anything really, as you get conditioned in life is it comes along and it says, no, it says, no, no, no. <laughs> okay. This is how you behave. This is what you say. This is what you do. This is who you are. And then you start to get angry. The soul gets angry, even as a child, even as a baby, as it's being conditioned, it is responding to the stimulus and the stimuli around it. And as you grow up, you go a couple of different directions with that. You can either become um, somebody who tries very hard to please the people around you. And that was my scenario. I was very fearful because I 
came into a lot of abuse in a very chaotic household. And so I would, I moved into people pleasing mode early and I was the perfect child and did all the right things all the time. And then when the parents uh, came along and did things that were so horrific that it opened my eyes to the truth. Mm. Um, that's when I began to get angry. And there are moments of my life that I even spoke to them about while they were still alive, where I said, here's where you did, did me dirty. <laughs> here's where it happened. And to have that awareness and be able to speak that to them is amazing, first of all. Second of all, I didn't know at the time it was amazing, but as an, as a 50 year old woman now, I can look back at those moments and say, you know what? I really tried to tell them how they did me wrong. And their response was, I don't know what you're talking about. And um, it's, that's not how I see it. And the whole nine yards of, you know, narcissism, and just a lack of conscious awareness of the, their own selves, which how I took myself out of the anger regarding all of that was to basically um, over time, and it took a long time, come to the conclusion that they literally had no idea how to raise me. Back in the day, there, it, being psychic wasn't something you talked about. And they, they just probably did do the best they could. I, I don't really understand if someone's pointing it out to you, how you just put a wall down and say like, you're, you're crazy and whatever, you know, and they would call me all kinds of Western medicine names, you know, anxious, depressed, what, the whole nine yards of like what all the things that were wrong with me. But the truth is, and, and I chose not to be a parent to human children. I have dogs. If you cannot bring a spirit into manifestation on this planet. Don't. If you can do that with a mind to recognizing that you are bringing a spirit onto the planet and it is not up to you to who, what, where, why, when that spirit, but to make sure they don't hurt themselves, to make sure they don't hurt anybody else physically, ideally, mentally, emotionally, and all of that too. But it is certainly not for you to decide who they are because you have no idea. It is certainly not okay for you to tell them what they're here to do. In my parents' case, it was, you know, hey, be an accountant, make a lot of money, do all of, I was a CPA. It was absurd for me to be a CPA. I was a published author at 17. I was painting, you know, I was making drawings and paintings that won awards and they didn't care about anything that to their mind was not a money-making operation. So you do start to get angry. You do start to look at the world in a way that your spirit is not being allowed to look at. And you literally forget who you are because you're told to, and then you have no idea why you're here. And so as you grow up and hopefully, you know, anyone listening to this can do it sooner rather than later. I highly recommend not waiting till you're 50 to figure all of this out. 
Um, it is so, so much better if you can just take information like this and say, okay, I'm going to work really hard to get to know myself, to love myself, to take that anger and transmute it into, and not with an angry view towards like, I'll show them, but yeah, show them, show them who you are by, by looking at yourself in the mirror and saying, you know what? I really like this stuff about you. Forget about all the stuff you've been told isn't good. Here's what's good. And, so, and I, I'm sorry. So I, I get what you're saying about, um, about speaking things uh, and the way you grew up. Cause I think a lot of times people get people's lives are, you know, they are shaped on how they grew up on how things have happened when they grew. And I think our emotions sometimes affect us when we grow up, because if we were treated a certain way as a kid or, you know, we were emotionally or physically abused as a kid, it can affect our relationships as we get older, when we're actually out in the real world, trying to build something for ourselves. Um, it's, you know, sometimes we have to do some self-reflecting and, and there's a, there's a gentleman that I listened to. He, he, he said that the words that you say can uh, deal with our goals in our subconscious. So if we put out negative things into the world. That's how we're going to view things. If we put out positive things into the world, that's how we're going to view things. Yes. Very well said. I will add this and I do boards. If anyone follows me on social networking, I will do whiteboards. Uh, the information gets channeled. It comes down lately. I have been doing boards on the new earth. So what you're speaking to right now is yes, look at the past, but here you are, right? You're here, you're present. Forget about that future. That's troubling you and worrying you. Yes, work on yourself, um, but more importantly, just love yourself. Have the relationship with yourself that you keep trying to have with strangers <laughs> or with a partner or fill in the blank of relationships that you are trying to create that are your ideal relationship. You have the ability <laughs> to do that right here. So I started to love myself. And what I found was I, the more I committed to loving myself, the, the more uh, polarity happened, which was the people in my life who liked me as at what I call the conditioned sheeple self. Um, they were used to it. They wanted me to feel like I, there were things wrong with me because it served themselves to see me as less than because I really was pretty frigging great and I didn't know it, you know? So when you start to take all of that beautiful, positive stuff that you're saying comes from other people, you hear these things and you latch onto that instead of all the negative messaging. And then you tell yourself, I, I do love that about you. That's true. Okay. Let me adopt that. Let me reject. And I always do this cancel, delete every time something icky comes in, like get it out. So in the new earth, which is something that Eckhart Tolle has been talking about forever. Okay. I read his book two decades ago. I had no idea what it meant. I read it and I went, what the heck is this? And it was very highly conscious language. That I just didn't understand yet. If I read it now. It's a no brainer. The new earth. Uh, the new earth is a place where there is love. There is peace. If you have psychic skills, you know what I'm about to say, which is the colors look different. The feelings are different. People look different. You see more rainbows. You see more animals. You notice nature more. This is a real thing. It's called 5D. 
everybody's you know talking about these buzzwords, 3D, the matrix and all of that. Okay, so there's a 3D matrix. There's stuff you can touch. There's stuff you can hear with your, you know, and taste and, all, and smell and all of that with your five senses. There is a sixth sense. And that is where you tap into the new earth, which is basically not some other place, but this place. And I've always said, heaven and hell is right here, whether you believe in religion or not. It's your choice. Are you living in hell? Are you living in heaven? Like in every moment, do you want to feel good and yummy and, you know, make other fe people feel good and yummy? Or do you want to choose a space to occupy that is heavy, sad, in our case, angry? You know, is that serving you? No, because it's just this vicious cycle, right? Of all these negative emotions. And so let's stop it. And let's just say, I want to occupy this 5D new earth, which is just an overlay of emotion and six sensing on top of the rest of it. It is, they talk about dimensions, fine. We'll call it another dimension. Whatever you want to call it, it's still all happening right here. And what is your mind doing? Your mind is a computer. That's all it is. Your mind is projecting your reality. You can decide at all times what you want to see, smell, think, speak, act, breathe. In every moment, you can make that decision. You are creating your reality. You are manifesting. So if you want to manifest good things, probably start to feel good. Probably think, speak, and act good. And that will be returned because your computer brain is projecting that vibration. So only good can come back. When I practice this, which is very hard to do, when I practice this well, I have a day of seeing omens, receiving phone calls and emails that are only positive. I have times of bliss and joy and peace and what I call inner balance. It works. Now, walking the planet as things are right now and doing that every day is very challenging. I'm not going to say it's hard. Don't like the word hard. It's a challenge. You can take the challenge and say, you know what? I'll carry this rock around, for example, right? I wrote on it, I am, which is a, a buzzword for just loving yourself and who you are and what you're here to do. And I'm going to walk around today and I'm going to remind myself every moment that I'm on this new earth, that this is my reality. I'm manifesting it right now. You and I are in what I call a concentric portion of our circles. Our two created realities have come together for a moment here. I hope it happens again one day. Um, if you go about your life that way, you will start to live the life you've always dreamed of living. So let me ask you a question about the books. So how long did it take you to write this last book and what inspired you to write this last book? Okay. So Tigel, the truthful intuitive guide to life everlasting took me one night to write. I couldn't sleep. I was very, very sick. Um, my mother was dying and a whole perfect storm of life crises was going on and I couldn't sleep. So I wrote all night long. Wow. And my husband came in in the morning, like, what are you doing? And I'd been healing clients at the time. 
And he said, what's going on? And I said, I wrote a book. I, I was like, I, I don't know. I hand wrote a book. I channeled something basically. And I wrote it all down and it was handwritten at the time, old school. And he, and he, he does this thing when something's interesting, he cocks his eyebrow and he goes, you know what? I think you have something here. I think you wrote something good. And uh, the truthful, intuitive guide to life everlasting is a guide. It's short and sweet. It contains a think, speak, act format. So it has on the left side, a meditation with a beautiful little picture and a, a quote from myself as saying an affirmation, if you will, that goes along with the meditation, something to think about. And then on the right side, the think, speak, act, format. how you should think about that topic, how you should speak about that topic and what it looks like when you go about your life embodying that topic. I still use it today. Um, I can't believe it's sold out on Amazon. I'm still in shock. I have people asking for copies and I'm not going to do another one because as great as that book is, and I'm so happy that I was the vessel to receive it and, and give it to everyone. I have a new one coming out called the Ascended Master. And the Ascended Master deals with this new earth concept, not in a way that I could totally dealt with it at all. Um, but basically, and this will this should probably blow everyone's minds. <laughs> Ready? So um, you are God. You are God. So in India, there's something called the Brahman, which is all or one consciousness. Okay. I call it the all or one. They call it um, supreme consciousness, I believe. And if you're, which you were nodding your head earlier, if you believe this is true, that your brain is a computer and it's projecting your reality and then things are being projected back. If you believe that to be true, you can imagine how whatever your beliefs are in God, source, the universe, etc. That is all originating within you. That's in here too, which is why there is an entire planet full of different belief systems regarding God. Some people won't even use the word. I was one of them back in the day because I didn't really understand it. I've always accepted all religions. I've gone to all temples, mosques, the whole nine yards to understand what was going on. And my parents, one of the things they did that was really good was give me that choice. The choice I made was, I don't really buy any of it. And probably Buddhism is the closest to a thing I would want to buy if I was going to buy something. Mm -hmm. um, however, it excludes other religions. So it's not okay in my book. So I will take this concept of Brahman and say this. I believe that you are God and God is you. I think we're all mini gods. I think if you look at the life of Jesus, which everybody does, whether they believe in it or not, most will say that was a man who lived and there's stories about that man, <laughs> whether or not you believe under a particular religion, it was a man. And so you're that man. I'm that man. We're all that man. And I like this idea of the Brahmin um, divine unity consciousness, or what I call the all are one in my book. It's all the same, baby. It's so all the same. So we're running out, out of time here. So oh, sorry. Let everybody know where they can find you if they want to get a, a session with you. Uh, what are your socials so people can reach out to you? Um, let them know who you are and where they can find you. 
Okay, sounds good. Uh, so on Instagram, I have two handles and it's the acronym for my book, T-I-G-L-E, as stands for the Truthful Intuitive Guide to Life Everlasting, T-I-G-L-E, Amy J. Harris. And the other handle is the Ascended Master, Amy J. Harris. I have a website, which is www.theascendedmaster.com, not the Ascended Masters, which we'll talk about all the other Ascended Masters. Um, and I think that pretty much should sum up what's important. You can Google me with uh, the title of the Truthful Intuitive Guide to Life Everlasting. There might be a, a couple of copies left at my original publisher, Mastoff Press. I'm shopping The Ascended Master around because it's a book, 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 a big novel, and there's much interest in it. So, I mean, definitely stay in touch through my website. If anyone wants to do any healings, um, you can book me for parties and corporate events uh, through my website, theascendedmaster.com. And I want to thank you and honor you so much. I know that a lot of these concepts are kind of strange, but thanks for entertaining them. And, you know, they're, I hope going forward, we can do more. They're, they're not really strange to me because oh, I good. believe, I believe, you know, I believe everybody should believe in something. I believe everybody should have Correct. their own way of healing, their own way of belief, their own belief systems. Love it. And it helps them become, if it helps me become a better person, then by all means, I'm all for it. I, you know, this is the reason why I have my platform because I bring people on like you who have a different way of thinking. And a lot of people are not used to that, but right. it gives them an opportunity to listen to somebody like you who, whose frame of mind is might be completely different than somebody else's, but they can understand where you're coming from because you speak your own truth. So I, I want to thank it. you for coming on the show. Uh, yeah, thank we'll you. definitely have you back again. This way we can explore some more because this is an entire, you it's know, a, a half hour session is not going to be enough for this. This is something that we can we can work on later on. So I appreciate you coming on the show. I thank everybody for tuning in and we will talk to you folks next time. Have a good day. Thank you.